It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and it is August thirty first. 7.01 a.m. I'm in my work office. August 31st, we made it to the end of August, and next is my birthday month. I'm just going to take off of everything my whole birthday month. No, just a week. Uh, listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to everything that I have to say. I would love it if you would rate and review this show. Of course, that would be, that's exactly what the, uh, the data mining algorithms want. They want all of your information, and they want to know what people think of this show. Uh, you can email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, whatever, whatever the things that are popping in your head, go ahead and email them to me. And if a joke for a specific word pops in your head for anything like F through the end of the alphabet, go ahead and email it to me, and then I'll say your joke when I get there. Uh, you can follow me on social media, dictionarypod, at dictionarypod on uh, Instagram and threads and X. Uh, and my own is Spejampar, S-P-E-J-A-M-P-A-R. And the TikTok account is also Spejampar, which I haven't really been doing much of, but I should get back into that. You can buy merchandising. There's a public link in the show notes. You can call the Google Voice number and leave a very fun and silly message. 917-727-5757. It's also in the show notes, so you don't have to memorize it and write it down with a number two pencil. Uh, yeah, you can just call and just say whatever you want. And then, of course, I would love to put it in a future episode and let me know if that's okay. Uh, same with the email thing. I would love to, I want the people to know what you are wanting to say if you're okay with it. But if you're not okay with it, then just let me know. Uh, is there anything else to say? I think that's fine. I let's let's just say the words. The first word is elegance. I should be wearing my fancy gown today. E L E G A N C E. Elegance. Noun from circa fifteen ten. One A. Refined grace or dignified propriety. And the synonym, this is an interesting one. I wonder if this is a little old. Urbanity. Think of urban, cities. Uh, the people in the cities are really fancy, so they have elegance. Is that what urbanity means? 1B. Tasteful richness of design or ornamentation, as in... The sumptuous elegance of the furnishings. The sumptuous. The furnishings had the most sumptuous elegance. That elegance was so done so sumptuously. Uh, 1C. Dignified gracefulness or restrained beauty of style. The synonym is polish, as in the essay is marked by lucidity, wit, and elegance. I don't think I have any elegance whatsoever. Not after reading all these definitions. 1D. Scientific precision, neatness, and simplicity, as in the elegance of a mathematical proof. 
people don't usually think of math and science as being elegant, but yes, it can be elegant. If you are if you are a mathy person, a sciencey person, uh, you can maybe see the elegance in something. Uh, number two, something that is elegant is elegance. Uh, maybe, let's see, I don't really know most of the rest of these words, or some of them, um, so I think I need to make an elegance sound effect, and what what is that? Maybe it's like a... <laughs> I don't know. We'll work on it. The next word is elegancy. Is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm emphasizing the right syllable. Elegancy. Noun from the 15th century, and of course the synonym is just elegance. It's the older way to say it, I get. I guess. You have such elegancy. Ooh. That's the elegant sound. Got to make the hand movement. You got to be so elegant. Next is elegant. An adjective from the 15th century. One, marked by elegance. Marked by elegance. As in, elegant clothes. Also as in, an elegant solution. Is it elegant? An elegant elephant? Number two, of a high grade or quality. This synonym is splendid. Oh, splendid, my darling. That is such a high grade or quality. It's, it's just very elegant. As in, elegant gems priced at hundreds of thousands of dollars. High grade or quality, yes. Anything that's costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars has got to be elegant. And I don't want it. It's too much. It's too much. Uh, a synonym is the word choice. Like, not what choice do you have to make. It's the, oh, that's that's the choiciest. That's, that's top level stuff. It's choice. Mwah. Elegantly is an adverb. This word is from the Latin verb elegare, which means to select. Uh, there's more at the word elect, elect. So you are selecting what you think is the best. That's the good stuff right there. I'm going to select that. I'm choosing that. Um, I am electing for that ring to be on my finger, and it goes, Pa-plam! That's what elegant gems sound like. Uh, let's see. Yep, that's it. Next word is elegiac or elegiac or elegiac or elegiacal. Any one of those is fine. It is spelled E-L-E-G-I-A-C. Elegiac. I think that's how I'm going to try to say it. Elegiac. 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 It is an adjective from 1542, 1A, of relating to or consisting of two dactylic hexameter lines, the second of which lacks the arsis in the third and sixth feet. I mean, what, do you, what can you say about that? Um... <laughs> lacks the arsis in the third. It's it's like, you know, people like to say the butt is the ass in certain uh, countries. People, they say arse instead of ar ass. And so it the arsis, it lacks the arse. There's no arse 
or arsis in the third and the sixth feet. My feet have no arse, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, in poetry, right? It's a dactylic hexameter lines, the second of which has no arsis in the third and the sixth feet. Third feet, sixth feet, no arsises for you. I don't understand what most of this means. Uh, okay, 1B1, written in or consisting of elegiac couplets. And 1B2, noted for having written poetry in consisting of elegiac... Oh, boy. Noted for having written poetry in such couplets. Yeah, I don't. I just really don't know about these words and phrases in the poetry. I'm aware of, you know, the feet and the lines and the and the couplets and the, that sort of thing, but I, I don't totally understand what this is saying. 1C, of or relating to the period in Greece, about the 7th century B.C., when poetry written in such couplets flourished. So it's this type of two-line thing, I guess. Um, maybe, should we do a quick, a quick little search for an elegiac couplet? What is an example? Uh, let's put in the word example, even. What is an example of an elegiac couplet? Uh... So this one looks like it's written in Latin, Sex mihi surgat opus numeris in quinque recitat, which means let my work rise in six steps, fall back in five. Oh, interesting. So is, the, is that poem directly related to the number of lines in the thing? The effect is illustrated by Samuel Taylor Coleridge as, In the hexameter rises the fountain's silvery column in the pentameter, I falling in melody back. Okay, so it's six lines and five lines, I think is what it's saying. Couldn't you just tell me that? Why would you have to say, consisting of two dactylic hexameter lines, the second of which lacks the arsis in the third and sixth feet? Oh, it's just so much more complicated, but it's not at all. Ah. Uh, so, can we break two dactylic... So it's two hexameter lines... Sex mihi surgat opus numeris. Is that ten syllables? In quinque recitat. That's six. I don't understand. I don't, I don't. Something about six and the five and the three and the six and the arsises. Okay, moving on. Uh, number two. Uh, let's see. Where does the line start? Of, relating to, or comprising elegy or comprising elegy or an elegy what does that mean of relating to or comprising elegy or an elegy comprises an elegy or it's just an elegy and that's elegiac especially expressing sorrow often for something now past as in an elegiac lament for departed youth Oh, this is my lament for my youth that has departed me because I am about to turn 43, and that rhymed. Was that an elegiac couplet? Probably not. Um, elegiac is also a noun, and elegiacly is an adverb. Uh, we are going to talk about elegy here in a minute. Uh, so uh, related to an elegy is elegiac, or also this type of poetry is elegiac um 
Does the etymology say something interesting? Hey, etymology, say something interesting to me. This is not helpful. Um, there is a, we have a little thing here. An elegiac couplet is a pair of sequential lines in poetry in which the first line is written in dactylic hexameter. What is that? And the second line in dactylic pentameter. So the first one is six something and the second one is five something. The Roman poet Ennius introduced the elegiac couplet to Latin poetry for themes less lofty than that of epic in which dactylic hexameter was suited. Uh, well, you have to use dactylic hexameter when you're talking about uh, what are we talking about? Latin poetry, the, and and themes that are less lofty than epic themes. You can't you can't use dactylic hexameter for epic themes. You have to use dactylic hexameter for lo less lofty things. The typical meter of an elegiac couplet can be re represented as. Now it shows these lines and curves, which I think are like. The emphasis is da 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 da, and then there's an X, and then the next line is da 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 da. So that's where so it's missing the the arsis looks like it's the two the da das, and the third part doesn't have those, and the sixth part doesn't have those. So it's very, very rhythmic. Uh, there's an example. Is this in Latin? It's probably in Latin. Armagra vinume rovio lentaque bella pra rabam. So the last line is just, or the last part is just two syllables. Uh, and then the next line. Edere materi a conveniente modis. We all learned something. Ah, maybe you already knew this because you're a word nerd and you know these things, but I don't know them. Uh, interesting. So it's not necessarily about where the words start and end, but it's just how you, how you sort of emphasize it and how you rhythmic it. That's a verb, right? Okay. Uh, this, this is fascinating. I don't know. It just says it's, it's from the Greek elegiakos, um, and it's the period in Greece uh, relating to that period, but it doesn't say what it means. I don't know what this word means. So we just got to move on to... Elegiate. Elegiate. Noun from 1504. A judicial writ of execution by which a defendant's goods and, if necessary, his or her lands are delivered for debt to the plaintiff until the debt is paid. Uh, well, this means, this is a Latin word, elegit, uh, and it literally means he has chosen. So execution, which a defendant's goods and, and if necessary, his or her land, goods and land are delivered to the plaintiff. Okay, so somebody did something bad, that's the defendant, and the plaintiff is like, hey, you did a bad thing, and then the judge is like, okay, yes, you did do this bad thing. We have proven it. Now you have to pay off your debt. But until your debt is paid, you have to, I think it's saying, yes, you have to give your goods and possibly your land to the person who is accusing you of this bad thing. And that's an elegit. No, elegit. Elegit. And then do you get your stuff back once you've paid your debt? And how are you paying your debt? Is it money? Probably. 
Uh, yeah, he has chosen. I think it's silly that they put in here his or her. If necessary, his or her lands. Couldn't you just say their, their lands? It would take up a little less space, less ink. Uh, just seems unnecessary to put in those extra characters. Uh, I think the future versions will see things like that. Next is elegize. Verb from 1653, starting with intransitive, which is to write an elegy. Somebody died, you gotta elegize them. You gotta write an elegy. I am sure I am gonna have to do that in my future. You know, you know people... You know, old people, they're probably going to die before you. This is this, the, the way the world works. At a, when you get to a certain age, people start dying, and you got to write elegies. You got to elegize them. So you know what? Start now. The transitive is to write an elegy on, and I don't understand the difference there. To write an elegy or to write an elegy on. I'm going to elegize what's... But you're still doing the same thing. I don't know what you're doing. What is an elegy? <sighs> elegy. E-L-E-G-Y. Noun from 1501. I always get concerned that I'm replacing my G's and my J's sometimes. E-L-E-G-Y. Yes, I said it right. Number one. A poem in elegiac couplets. Elegiac. That's how you say it. Um, now, some people might want to say elegiac. That's fine, too. A poem, an elegy. So, okay, before we keep on reading, would elegies be often written in elegiac couplets? And that's why uh, they're called the elegies? Now, this thing that I read here doesn't necessarily say it's for sad stuff. But maybe that's what it's usually meant for. Now, there was something, though, here, I think. Uh, let's see. Uh, but then let's do, we're going to quickly reread the elegiac definitions. Rittener, consistent of elegiac, good, noted for having written poetry, and uh, related to the third, is written to comprise an elegy, uh, poetry, and a couple of philosophers. It doesn't, end, doesn't say anything about the poetry being related to sad stuff, but maybe often when people were elegizing, they were like, I, I think I should use the uh, the elegiac couplet style here. I think it would work really well. That would be a very good uh, uh, practice for your brain to write an elegy in elegiac couplets. Okay, so an elegy is a poem in elegiac couplets to A, a song or poem expressing sorrow or lamentation, especially for one who is dead. To B. Something, as a speech, resembling such a song or poem. So it's not a song or poem, it's a speech, but it's dealing with the same topics. 3a. A pensive or reflective poem that is usually nostalgic or melancholy. Uh, and so we saw in the elegiac, there, there was the example, an elegiac lament for departed youth. It's like, oh, that thing, that was so great back then. Can't we have it back? Our youth, our toys, our things like that. Nope. Life goes on. Change is inevitable. Um, and so there, 
a pensive or reflective poem that is usually nostalgic or melancholy. That's a poem that's related to something kind of sad. And then 3B, a short, pensive, musical composition. Pensive. It's like, mm, I'm thinking very hard. It's a thinky, a thinky piece. Possibly, possibly sad. Um, let's see. Is there any helpful etymology? It's from the Latin elegia, which is a poem in elegiac couplets. Um, from the Greek elegos, which is a song of mourning. And that is a song of sad boo-hoo morning and not a song of it's morning time. Let's go do the day. <sighs> Next is LM, E-L-E-M. It's not L-M-N-O-P. It's just LM. It's an abbreviation for elementary, which is going to be in a couple episodes. Okay, so we got one more word. I am skipping the synonym information, and I believe uh, I'm going to have a couple of people on the next uh, episode, a couple of guests on the next episode. Um, I think that it is going to make more sense for us to do the next section than the next word that I'm about to read. Um, it's all it's all related. We're, it's, it's the word element, E-L-E-M-E-N-T. Um, but I think it's the next part of element that we are going to want to talk about more. Okay, uh, and they are not a scientist by any by by any stretch of the imagination that I'm aware of, um, but it's I think I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Okay, the last word is element noun from the 13th century. We have a number of definitions here. One a, any of the four substances air, water, fire, and earth formerly believed to compose the physical universe. These are the things, the four things that people thought made up everything. And it is incorrect. Uh, but there is a very cool um, image. I don't know when it was designed, uh, but um, there was a time I was even thinking about getting a tattoo of this, and I don't know, maybe someday I will, but we'll see. Um, and it's basically those words, air, water, fire, and earth, in kind of like a diamond shape. And it says the same thing when you flip it at least one way. And it's very well designed and beautiful, and I like it very much. And it's just sort of representative of like science and where we came from and spirituality and the universe and all that stuff. Okay. 1B for element. This one's plural, so it would be elements. Weather conditions, especially violent or severe weather, as in battling the elements. Uh, as I record this, the whole southeastern portion of the U.S. is getting hit with, I think the hurricane is Adalia. And I was listening to a podcast this morning because uh, it like just hit, I think, yesterday pretty much. Uh, give or take. And uh, there were only three deaths, only three deaths, uh, which is much better than I think what happened last year. And, um, you know, three deaths is three too many, first of all. Uh, but it sounds like part of the reason that number is still low, low-ish, uh, is because a lot of people evacuated. And the course, uh, the, the, the other, the, the elements, the weather elements went through a more agricultural region than the highly populated areas. So that was lucky. 
Um, but, you know, we are seeing a lot more of these elements hitting us all over the world. Uh, and it's because of climate change. Just saying. So, you know, do what you can. Do your part. Uh, those are the elements. 1C. The state or sphere, natural or suited to a person or thing. As in, at school, she was in her element. I guess sitting here in front of a camera and a microphone is my element. I feel at home in my element. I have no legs. Uh, let's see. Number two. Yes, number two. A constituent part. Just a part of a thing. A constituent part as 2A. This one is plural. The simplest principles of a subject of study. The simplest principles of a subject of study. What are the most important parts, the basic things that you got to learn? Uh, when I had Ryan on for uh, economics, the Fisher equation was one of those elements, I guess. Uh, rudiments is a synonym. 2B1. A part of a geometric magnitude, as in an infinitesimal, infinitesimal element of volume. So a part of a geometric magnitude. Okay, I feel like they just word things in ways that, like, what does that even mean? Ge geometric uh, magnitude. It's the whole thing. Physically, in geometry, it's the physical whole thing. But just a part of that uh, is the element. Infinitesimal element of volume. Volume is the big old jar, but we're just talking about one little part of it. 2B2. A generator of a geometric figure. Also, a line or line segment contained in the surface of a cone or cylinder. I guess, yeah, that's kind of also just like a part of the whole, the whole volume thing. 2B3. I think that's where we're at. The individual entries in a mathematical matrix or determinant. Oh, I, I totally, yep, I totally skipped a line. A basic member of a mathematical or logical class or set. An element. Just It's just a part. 2B4. One of the individual entries in a mathematical matrix or determinant. 2C. Finally got to 2C. A distinct group within a larger group or community, as in... The criminal element in the city. I'm Batman, and I'm here to destroy the criminal element, or at least put them in jail, because I don't kill people. 2D1. One of the necessary data or values on which calculations or conclusions are based. Just one of the pieces of data is the element. 2D2. One of the factors determining the outcome of a process. Just It's just one of the factors. Not all of the factors. All the factors would be the elements. 2E. Any of the fundamental substances that consist of atoms of only one kind and that singly or in combination constitute all matter. All matter, everything that's physically made up is made up of these elements. Oh boy, I wonder if it's this episode or the next episode. We gotta gonna have to get um the elements song 
by Tom Lehrer. Yep, that's it. Um, so let's just reread that one. Uh, am I on the right one? Yes. Any of the fundamental substances that consist of atoms, little tiny atoms, of only one kind and one kind. It's like the hydrogen atom, the carbon atom. Um, and that singly, by themselves, or in combination with things, you make them to put them together and make these molecules, they can constitute all matter. Whew, it's a biggie. It's a biggie. Okay, 2, no. Yes, yes. 2F. A distinct part of a composite device. Your device, your phone device is made up of elements with lots of different pieces in there. Not to even mention the fact that it's also made up of elements, the physical things, the, the atoms, just like everything. 2G, a subdivision of a military unit. 2, no, we're done with the 2s, we're on to the 3s, which is only 1, it's plural. The bread and wine used in the Eucharist. Those are called the elements, I guess. Okay. So, the synonym information and literally the entire list of the elements is going to be in the next episode. So, that's going to be a fun, weird episode. Um, so, it is time to pick a word of the episode. We had elegance, elegancy, elegant, elegiac, elegiate, elegize, elegy, lm, and element. So let's see, elegant? Do we want to pick elegant? Or do we want to pick this poetry thing? Or elegy when you're writing a thing for somebody who has passed? Or maybe you're writing an elegy about your youth, about your past. You can do that. An elegy to my youth. I'm not going to do that right now. Uh, what do I want to pick? Do, elegant? Do we want to be elegant, elegiac? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, <laughs> let's just do elegiac. It's a certain kind of poetry, and I'm definitely not going to be able to do one in that in that rhythm uh, unless I say the word elegiac. But you, it's elegiac. It's four syllables, so you'd have to go elegiac. Elegiac, elegiac, elegiac. Doesn't work so good. You could do it. It would be an interesting experiment. You got to, I don't know. It's better to do it with multiple words. Elegiac, elegiac. It's two dactylic hexameter lines, the second of which lacks the arsis in the third and six feet. Elegiac. All right, that's fine. Let's now talk about a movie that we watched. Uh, let's see. I was supposed to uh, be dropping off my cat this morning in about 40 minutes to have a dental cleaning. And uh, they said, no food after midnight. And of course, you know, we usually leave dry food out um, for them overnight. And of course, I forgot to take that away. So I have to cancel the appointment, and I'm very disappointed in myself. And you should be too. Oh, well, after An American in Paris, with uh, starring Gene Kelly, we watched Singing in the Rain, starring Gene Kelly. And, ooh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, 
It talks about filmmaking and the transition from silent movies to audio movies in a very different way than Babylon did. Whew! Very different. Um, but, uh, ooh, and then, you know, all of the, the, the musical numbers are fantastic. I could talk for a long, long time. I could talk for a whole day probably about this movie. There's so much to talk about. But um, if you have not seen it, it is absolutely worth a watch um, because it's just... It's, it's sort of snarky at Hollywood. It was made in the 50s, uh, and it's it, it sort of takes stabs at Hollywood, but in, it's all part of it, and it's all it's, it's very well done and funny and dramatic and heartwarming, and yeah, it's a good movie. You should watch it. This is the end of the episode. You made it. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. How Did This Not Get Made is a podcast all about the films and TV shows that never got made. In this podcast, we uncover the history of these intellectual properties and walk you through the plot of these unmade scripts to determine if they would have been great or awful. Here's just a few other titles that we've covered. The Beatles' Lord of the Rings, James Cameron's Spider-Man, Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion, Star Wars' Duel of the Fates, Superman Lives starring Nicolas Cage, James Gunn's R-rated Scooby-Doo, and Alejandro Jodorowsky's Dune, just to name a few. Episodes of How Did This Not Get Made can be found wherever you get your podcasts.